Hey listeners, welcome to episode 2 of season 2 of the Single Sisters. I'm Jo, here with Sister Kaz, to fill you in on all matters, life, laughter, leisure and love. We hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to rate and review us to help us build our profile and join us on our socials for some fun conversations. And don't forget, be honest because we are, which means you might hear the odd expletive come from us. So, Kaz, what have you been up to this fortnight? It's been a bit of a busy fortnight again. Our lives just seem to be quite busy, don't they, Jo? Always Um, something going on, isn't there? (laughs) Talking of uh, ratings and reviews, I'd just like to give a shout-out to a new review from Ren1409, named it Singleton Sisters, which I thought was a bit clever, Mm. (laughs) and has... um, Put a truly inspirational girls with four stars. So thank you very much for that uh, rating and review. And like you said, Joe, we really need um, those ratings and reviews to come through to, to push our podcast up the up the ladder. Up the ladder. We want to be in the top fifty. Yes, that <laughs> that is our aim. That's the aim. Would love for that to happen. And we're sitting outside today um, on our little back. Patio. Yeah, just it was, had a little shower come through, which was, was quite nice. Very nice, and a bit of thunder and yeah. a bit of lightning, so that was good. We went to our Galentine's night out the other night. That was a lovely night out with the girls. Yes, it was quite tame, really, for it, us, though, wasn't it? It was like, a school night. It was though. a school night. Well, even though I had the Friday off. Yeah, but it was tame, but it was fun. I loved oh, the yeah. market stalls. Yeah, no, it was only a few different market stalls, but they all had something different. Yeah. From clothing to body creams and washes you'll have to tell us about your body cream later but yeah I just really liked it I thought it was and I just I really do wish though that there was some way you could just get more of the community in the town supporting those events but yeah it was a bit of a shame and I think they had the right idea and people need to support local businesses because they, in the end, if they don't get anyone there, they'll just stop. Yeah, they'll stop having the them. events. Yeah. And then there's nothing to go to. And then people start whinging about there being nothing to do yeah, in town. Like, exactly. Get out, people, and support these things. Um, I've been doing some editing tutorials. YouTube is just awesome. It's becoming my new best friend, YouTube. I knew that you could learn almost anything on YouTube that you wanted to learn. The University of YouTube. Yes. <laughs> You know, there's also, but nothing's ever really interested me as much as this editing side of things has grabbed me. Um, and there's just oh, so much. I wish I had more time to throw into the editing because we would have the most spectacular podcast, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> if I could have enough time to sit and play. But yeah, so I've been doing a bit of that the last fortnight, learning more. So that's fun. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I did an early run to the airport today, to the international, to pick up my son. Yeah, um, he's just been jet-setting overseas. Seas, yeah. Oh, love to be bloody 23 again and travelling the world. Like, Yeah. I wish I had done it, but, you yeah. know. Life gets in the way sometimes. Life got in the way and had now, those beautiful children instead. Yeah, and work's in the way now. So, But, you know, I'll just have to save up and... Take six months off or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking that next year I'm up for long service leave and I was going to sort of bank it because I thought, you know, when you get a, a little bit older, you might need to take time off mm. for various things. But then I thought, oh, you know, we well, don't want... easily go backpacking around Europe, yeah. you know, for three months. Yeah. It'd be great. It would be. I don't know that the boss would let me have three months <laughs> off. Though. He's texting you when you have one day off, I isn't know. he? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I did that um, today and it was good to catch up with him and see him again. Um, we've done a lot of booking of holidays oh, and weekends away the last fortnight as well. So I can't I'm believe like, how many oh flights God. I have already booked this year and I've still got more to go. And oh, oh. 
it's just going to be a very interesting year. I'm hoping that my frequent flyer points get me where I <laughs> where need, you to, need go. to go. <laughs> I know. like, And I mean, flights just, they became really cheap, but now they're increasing ever yeah. so slightly again. Like, yeah. it's just And not... I think it depends too because most of the time you want to do a weekend or a three-day long weekend you're travelling on those days where everyone else is travelling. Yeah, yeah, so they put the price right. up. Yeah. If you travel midweek, you know, you probably get them for half the price. But I mean, I so need to meet a man to pay for oh, all that I need well, to do and want to do. I don't do. know why you don't. I'm just asking him if he can pay for me <laughs> yeah, too. well, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's been fun though. It's always fun booking weekend holidays. And, and you've got something yeah. to look, up, um, look forward to. Like I think, okay, we've sort of just got March you know, booked out for March almost. April is Easter. Yeah. Then we've got all these things happening and like, oh, then I'm going, oh, my God, we've got to book a holiday in November. Oh, shit, the year's nearly gone. Yeah, and like I was saying before, if you get paid monthly like we do. You have really got to plan out yeah. what you're doing each month. You get month. 12 pays. Yeah. So, yeah, which makes it sound really it sad, actually. So my day of the year today... Um, being the 15th of February, is Singles Awareness Day. Oh, which we need which all the, the awareness that we can get. We can, <laughs> all the attention. <laughs> um, the acronym for it is SAD, but it's not about being sad. It's about, you know, um, being happy and comfortable in your single life and celebrating that. Celebrating and... the fact that you are sing- single. <laughs> And that you can go and bloody book flights and you don't have to tell anyone where you're going or what you're doing. Imagine the arguments (laughs) if you're like, oh, we're going away this weekend and we've got only one weekend spare next month. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't have to explain that to anybody at all. I know. It's, It's actually great that you can get home, put your laptop on your lap, sit there in front of the TV, book flights to just random places all over the place. Yeah, and then... And you don't have to say, oh, well, we've got enough money for this love. Oh, or, that's you what know. credit cards are for. <laughs> <laughs> so celebrate. If you're single, celebrate it. Yeah, it's nothing definitely. to be ashamed of. Um, I'm definitely not. And be content in because it's a crazy world and you've got to love yourself, haven't you? Because yeah. oh. otherwise no one, no one else might. But no. you can love yourself. And we have yeah. some lovely friends that are, are married or that are, you know, and happily so. And then we've got our single friends and, you know, we mix and mingle with all of them. Oh, exactly. And we've had some awesome nights out, yeah. like last yeah. weekend, going out and doing karaoke <laughs> night. Like we have not done that, about that for yes, ages. Not for a long time. Um, having a few shots of Bazooka Joe's. I know. We had not done that for a while, so no. that was that was lots of fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, you know, it's always those nights that are good for the soul. You know, you get up in front of the crowd and, you know, sing. You feel so hard. confident, don't you? And you're like, oh. And then you get off stage and they're like, oh, you girl sounded great. Yeah. And you're like, you, yeah. your chest I is pumped. Like, oh, <laughs> We always do, you know, our best, like we have our go-to songs, I guess, and we did say that now that the karaoke is going to be kind of a regular thing at our local is that we'll get a little repertoire and do some practising at home. So we've got a few different go-to. Because we struggled. We went to one song and then we really struggled with what, we were going to sing next and then we missed out on having another turn. So, yeah, that well, won't happen again. No, no, definitely not. So anyway, but Joe, just before um, we lead into, you know, what's been going on for you, what has been going on? Because um, you've had a couple of mishaps. Had a slide in the muddy, yeah, yeah, I did as my granddaughter oh, would no. say. I didn't actually think of that until I was talking about it. I went, oh, I slid in the muddy, and then I thought, oh, my God. That's <laughs> um, on our walk when, when it rained last weekend and, the, you know, down in the park and was all oh, flooded. Oh, because we've got and... that big lake area behind us. Yeah. And we could see that the water was starting to sort of go across the path, which we've got a lovely... You know, nature reserve and a pathway Oh, it's beautiful it. now with all the – it's all green from oh. all the rain. But, yeah, that was quite – and I couldn't save you, I'm sorry, but it was quite no, funny. I'm glad you didn't because, look, 
I might fall over, but if you fell over, you'd, you would do something. <laughs> would, you would, would do a hammy or yeah. you would do an ankle or something. Um, all I did was skin my knee. Mine and knee injury. Yeah, mine and knee injury <laughs> and um, put a hole in my favourite bloody tights. But anyway. So what's the new take five control if you go walking down the path? Uh, well, two things actually is one, do not wear thongs, wear joggers, um, and don't wear your good clothes <laughs> if you're going to play in the mud. <laughs> True. And then um, you had another go bad with shoes. Oh, my God. I can't believe. It oh. wasn't a pair of thongs. I mean, I, I honestly don't think that shoes should sort of disintegrate, but we went to the our Galentine's night the other night and I felt really confident like I had my new one of my new outfits on and oh I just felt really good about myself and I did you my looked ha- really good actually did my hair and that new top just yeah, yeah it looked really and nice it looked really nice with my you know red shoes that I wore which I hadn't worn for some time I don't know I wore them out to the car I walked walked to the door of the club, I walked to the ATM to get some money out. Yeah, and you swiped in. I swiped in, and then I walked to the entrance of where all the markets were, and everyone and everyone was looking at me because I looked so good in yes, my new clothes. That's right. And my bloody shoes fell apart. They just like disintegrated <laughs> in front of everyone. They go, "Oh, your shoe just fell apart." Oh, no shit, Sherlock. Like. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought you'd tripped over something at first and you went, oh, my shoes just falling apart. Oh. I'm like, how? What? Well, we'll actually put a photo of the shit. They're in the bin now, but we did capture a photo. I'll put oh. it up on our um, social pages because it was absolutely. So you had to hobble out to the car with no shoes on. Yeah, and also I had lent you my other sandals, yes. which are just my day-to-day sandals, yeah. which you were going to wear out. And then you said, oh, you're going to have to go home and get shoes. Oh, no. Like, that's a long way to go. Let's just go to the shoe <laughs> shop and buy another pair of well, shoes. it's just around the corner. And then so. you, go, you go to me, oh, well, while you're in the shoe shop, can you buy, can you buy me a pair of shoes too? Well, I was really struggling for shoes to wear out. That's why I wore yours. And I was like, oh, get me a pair of, like, nice sandals maybe with a little bit of a heel And did I do a good job? Oh, perfect. Yeah. I did. No, they just went with my outfit and, and I would have, I would have been in and out very quickly. But you know, then I had to tell the lady at the counter <laughs> the whole story about what happened to my shoes, and then she said, "Well, you look really lovely." And you know, sometimes you know those shoes that you've just picked out don't often go with every outfit, but they actually go with your outfit. Yeah, no, the ones you bought were really good. Yes. and you went with the red. So and I went, I kept when with we walked the red. back into the club, nobody. Oh, any other other than the fact that <laughs> from the door into the markets there was all this disintegrated cork, <laughs> yeah, which is so still all over my car mats and everywhere through my car. Don't keep shoes. Yeah, for don't keep years shoes. and years and years. Cork shoes, especially. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know people that keep their shoes and have shoes forever, but apparently cork does not last. So there's a little tip yes, for you. Very yeah. good. So what else has been going on with you, Joe? Besides those mishaps, oh, you know, like we, we, yeah, we've had a, a our first inspection, house inspection. Oh yes, new oh. um, new home. So we had to have a bit of a clean up, but I think you know we did all right. Our that was, place is pretty tidy all the time anyway, but it's always good to have a bit of a yes, fluff up. It was so, and that went well. And I suppose you know trying to fit that in on top of what. We've just had 40-degree heat and then a week before we have our inspection, oh. the rains come and yeah. there's bloody mud and, you know, yeah. even on the windows, it's all yeah. marked from the rain. And Anyway, we, we did our best. We got a good uh, report anyway. Yeah, so. and then I, I guess, you know, it was um, it was good to see the rain. Mm. You know, it's, oh. it's just glorious. It's made everything feel fresh and smell fresh. And When I was driving back into town this morning... And my son went, oh, my goodness, where are we? Because when we drove out of town to take him to the airport, it was so brown. Yeah, just brown. And now it's so green and pretty and fresh and 
yeah. brightens your mood, doesn't it, when it's yeah. green? Oh, definitely. You just feel more motivated and yeah. everything everything feels better. So, yeah, that's – and and speaking of feeling and smelling better, when we mentioned about the um, markets at the Galentine's night, I had, have a little story to tell because I bought some body moisturiser. Oh, you did too, yes. And um, anyway, it was – it smelt really nice. I thought it smelt like cheesecake, to be honest, but it was caramel and vanilla. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to wear this every day. I'm going to just put it on every day because someone might want to eat me, you know. <laughs> or link you. Or I link heard. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I put it on this morning before I went out to down to the shops and I was in the aisle and this little boy goes, oh, mum, mum, I can smell something like maple syrup. And I'm like, I wonder if he's, like, referring to me. Anyway, didn't think anything of it. Got to the club, went to buy my raffle tickets, standing in line, and this lady's like, oh, oh, I can smell maple syrup. And I'm thinking, (laughs) that's two times that I've been in the vicinity, obviously. And then, yeah, and I called around to see my daughters and walked into the house and they go, oh, you smell like maple syrup. (laughs) So actually, I don't smell like cheesecake. I smell like maple syrup. So that's not really even caramel and vanilla, is it? No. Or maybe caramel and vanilla make maple syrup. I don't. I don't even know what the is maple syrup made from maple leaves. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe don't some know. of our Canadian or American friends can. Oh, please let us know. Let us know. I'm is maple syrup now. from maples? I have no idea. <laughs> but anyway, it smells like caramel and vanilla. So that was And the bit... main thing is that you know that it actually does smell and it smells nice because they won't go, Ugh, what's that smell? They go, Oh, maple syrup. syrup. I know. Because so... everyone loves maple syrup. Well, and the fact is that I know the lady that actually makes these body creams, so I'm gonna suggest to her that she could add bacon in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then we could have bacon and maple syrup cream. Oh, oh. I think that would be awesome. I mean, Jeez. you know, yeah, it does smell just, good though. Yeah, always <laughs> smells good when you're eating bacon with maple syrup. So anyway, um, yeah, but I think that's sort of a bit of a wrap up of, of the fortnight that was and um, I'm really, really excited about this episode. Yes. So we have a very special interview with a very special person to us and it's a real life love story which has a lot of meaning being that this is february the month of love yes so let's take a listen will we yeah hi everyone today the single sisters have the pleasure of introducing not only a very special guest but also the matriarch of our family clan, our mum, also known as Martha or also known as Grana by some of the smaller members of our family. Welcome to Single Sisters, Mum. Thank you, Kaz and Jo. Now, we do know that you're a great fan of our podcast and that you do listen intently each fortnight to what your girls are up to. And um, so a big thank you for your support there you always do support us in anything that we put our minds to or throw ourselves into. <laughs> Which, it, yeah, even bad marriages. Even, <laughs> even bad marriages, bad nights out, you know, doesn't matter what it is. Um, so we are talking all things love this month and one of the not-so-easy subjects to talk about or to find in this big crazy world for us is, you know, but you were fortunate enough to... I love twice. So, Mum, you were happily married, two children, one on the way, the beautiful Kaz, the little sister, when the relationship didn't go to plan and you found yourself separated and on your own. It's always a bit of a shock. Do you believe when you got married for the first time that it was going to be forever? Yes, I do think it would be forever. My mum and dad had a long marriage, over 50 years, and I thought, the same might happen. Yeah. Me. Yeah. So you thought that 
this was it. We don't like to use the fairy tale term all the time, but you did think, I did that, think was, that was it. it. Bought your wedding dress and yep. off to the church you went and that was yep. it. Yeah. And we I think we all believe in fairy tales, even now I still have hope that my Prince Charming is out there somewhere. And we do believe in fairy tales because we're going to go and try on wedding dresses just so we know what we want when the right man comes along. And we're wearing white too. <laughs> Bloody oath. Um, yeah. So did you think at the time that your chance for love and companionship was done once you separated? Um, I never really thought that I would meet anyone I wasn't interested in really meeting anyone. It's hard to like believe in love when you've, you know, been hurt like that and it possibly is. scared to trust someone again. It is. It is very hard. And when you've got, you know, and when you've got little little children, children involved, you've got to think of the children first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's often what is needed when you separate that you separate yourself from the situation or the person, which you did quite dramatically and moved to a whole other state at the opposite end of the country (laughs) almost. I did. I was probably still in shock and my parents were moving to North Queensland and my sister was already living there and I knew that I would need help with the children so it was only natural that I sort of ended up moving. I needed that family support so I moved to North Queensland. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And how did you go being a city girl moving to the country like that would have been a big thing really well actually growing up I sort of where we lived in Sydney was actually countryfied yeah so I didn't really I wasn't in the middle of Sydney when I was growing up yeah even though I worked there yeah um so moving to the country didn't really so you donned the suits and heels for work yeah. during the week and you were yeah, country countryfied on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> that part of it didn't really worry me. It was hard moving away from friends, though. Yeah. Being on your own with three children at a young age, you had to meet new people um, in a totally new environment. You said you had support from your family that were already living there. How did you meet people? What did you do? Um, I was lucky enough to buy a small house that was a good small house and the neighbours were really lovely and um, once I met them, they introduced me to others and eventually, yeah, yeah so I had a small friends yeah. And, yeah. and once the children started school, that was another lot of friends that I met because they had their yeah. friends, mothers and fathers. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. it was lucky for us too because we did have our cousins you know and we were quite close from a young age you know like when we were younger yeah so that was good for us as well and I can remember lots of fun times with them yeah, in yeah, our childhood so I, yeah, yeah. yeah and even the neighbours children children and grandkids like we just they, that's my one childhood big memory of one big family it around was. that area yeah mm. it was yeah and you're a good mum too like I always remember you putting in a lot of effort with us and, you know, I have, like, still pretty clear memories of birthday parties and things that you sort of... I try. You always made... No, yeah, you always made sure. And, you know, we were allowed to have ice cream for dinner. <laughs> well, when we... Not, <laughs> when we not with sausages in them. No, we're getting to that. When, I first, when we first moved, money was very tight. We lived very frugally. But ice cream and Milo was always allowed. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm glad you had that rule, Mum. And I guess um, so to pay for things and to feed your children because you're on your own. Did you look for work? What kind of work were you I, interested in doing? To... I didn't look for work straight off, but a neighbour that lived across the road was talking one day and she asked me, was I interested in a job? And I was lucky enough to score a job at the local TAB. Went that was a there. good job. It was a good job. I have lots of memories of that TAB actually, and all the paper. Yeah, that you could just pull off the roll and draw on. I and know, but wasn't it amazing how <sighs> big the runs were back then? Those yeah, just streams and streams of paper. Back yeah. in the day when everything was more manual and you just it was yeah, it was all a lot manual. more fun and yeah. yeah. And I do remember, like you, over the years, you had some really cool jobs too. Like even mm. when we were growing up, like I think. 
just about all of us worked in the fish and chip shop at some yeah. stage and <laughs> we you made did. some really good friends. We did. Yeah. And I also loved when you worked at the drive-in and we could yeah. go and get oh, hot yeah. chips. <laughs> yeah. Midnight to dawn show. Yeah, mid- <laughs> <laughs> that was always pretty cool. Yeah, that's really good. So you, you met a lot of people that supported you and did you sort of meet any possible, like, suitors? Like, in a, mi- in a mining slash cattle country town, there would have had to have been a few oh, suitors. good-looking men around. <laughs> <laughs> there was, but at the time I just I wasn't really looking for a, a long-term relationship. Yeah. I was more or less concentrating on bringing your children up. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't until... Um, and my dad always brought me up to do most manual jobs. I could do a lot. We worked That's pretty where hard. We get it from. Yeah, and um, like I can change a light bulb and do a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and when I got up, I got up to paint the roof of the house. That's sort of where I met my future husband. He ah. was visiting next door. Did you have any thoughts in your head about if you were to meet somebody, what they would be like, or do you think your expectations were higher because you had been hurt and the first marriage didn't work, that you had higher expectations and that limited you maybe or you just think it just was all random and just no, happened? No, I think it was just all random and it just sort of happened. And yeah, we just struck up a conversation and it just sort of went yeah. from there. So you were painting the roof and the man in a purple shirt came, came along. along we struck up. So what was your, so you just had a chat? That was your yeah. first interaction? Did who who spoke to who first? Oh, I think he yelled out at me first and said that I was it doing wasn't a good... Ray. No. He <laughs> that didn't came know later. <laughs> he didn't know my name then. I think I said, do you want to come and help? But he didn't want to come and help. So <laughs> I just kept painting. When I got down, That's I, bit I think I went over next door and we had a beer and struck up a conversation. And it just sort of went from there. Yeah, okay. And what were your impressions, first impressions? He was hot, oh, good looking. No, none of, <laughs> none of those. I think he was in photos that I look back at. Like, none of those. Yeah. He was he was just a nice, and I think he was a gentleman in, a, in his own way. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would have been well brought up. He was. He was. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty challenging starting a new relationship, isn't it? Especially when you've got three little ones running around. <laughs> Especially when they poke their head around the door. And oh, well, I was going to mention doing. that. <laughs> was that the oldest of the um, yeah. three? Yeah. I kind of made sure that my presence was known at every minute, wasn't it? Um, yes. <laughs> there wasn't no time for escaping behind the shed for a quick kiss, was no. there? How did you find that time to fit in work and family and a new man? Um, it was very busy, <laughs> um, but we, yeah, it just happened. Yeah, it made it work. Yeah. yeah. Did you find anything difficult because he didn't have any kids of his own or he just no. seemed to blend in with us He just easily? blended in. I think he just blended in. And he was very strict, but he was very kind and he was loving. And, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. He, he wanted, he wanted to be a dad. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of an age gap between you two, like 10 years, which probably these days isn't really sort of seen as something odd, but back then maybe it was. Um, When we first got together, it didn't seem to make any difference. Probably Mm. later on, as the years went by, it might have been a little bit different. You hear that, don't you? It's more in the older years. The older years when you're up. Is that like when you still wanted to go out and swing your car keys around on the (laughs) dance floor and he was at home waiting for you to get home? (laughs) (laughs) He he never... Not letting any secrets. No. (laughs) He never stopped me from doing what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, no. But then he had his nights out when he wanted to have them out. Yes, didn't he? (laughs) But but most of the time, yeah, he was pretty good. And he didn't didn't mind if I went out with you girls. Yeah, Mm. yeah. I was Was, like an older sister. (laughs) (laughs) You were. We liked taking you out. You were good fun. Was there any sort of timeline that you wanted to be in a relationship with him first before you got married again or did that get spoken about early on or 
No, we were sort of, we went into a relationship fairly quickly. I think my parents were a bit old-fashioned and didn't like the idea of living living with someone and Mm -hmm. pushed if I was going to stay with him that I needed to get married. I wasn't really worried one way or the other, but as it happened, we both got engaged. Did he get down on his knee and... No, we were actually in the pub. He <laughs> just said, "Will you marry me in front of everyone?" Oh, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll happen at the MP for Joy at some stage. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. going no way. <laughs> Did you look for something different in your new partner? Like when I think of the two men in your life, they were like yin and yang. They were to- they're total opposite people. Did you look for anything different, like a different personality or no? They, they say that it's, um, you know, you look for a piece of your father in the man that you get with. Was there any par in Dad? Or? No, no par. And I think the only only thing was that he worked hard. Yeah. Uh, he was a hard he worker. He was a hard worker, yeah. Um, that was probably the only thing that he was like yeah. par in. Other than that, they were totally yeah. different. So he did make a few changes with his work, didn't he, when you yeah. decided he was, to settle down and get married? And he was a cattle worker and a yeah. bushman and he said if we was going to raise a family and we were going to get married, he needed to find a permanent job and he was lucky enough to get a job on the railway. And yeah, and that was a big thing for him. And that really. was a big thing. Yeah. It was a permanent job. Um, he was away a lot. They, they camped out. Mm. He was away a lot. I do remember that. I loved Dad being around and it always just seemed when he was going out on a camp job, it was just like, oh, we might be able to, you know, stay up a bit later or, you know, watch extra movies or... Yeah, and we sort of had the run of the house. Run of the house. Yeah, back back again. But we did look forward to him. And the dog dog had the run of the house too. Yeah, that was true. Good old Sheba. So can you tell us a bit about the man who became our dad? Like, where was he born? A bit about his family? He was quite a larrikin, really, wasn't he? He was a larrikin. <laughs> um, he was the youngest of youngest boy of 11 children. I think a few of the children had died young. That's a huge family to come It was from. a huge family. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, being that, that he was the youngest, we didn't really get to meet a lot of his family either did we no. no his parents were already gone yeah that's true met met his older sister yeah. and he lived with her for quite a number of years so she sort of raised him to a certain extent i suppose yeah. that's that's yeah. where the strictness sort of came in yeah i wish that we had all documented more of his stories oh he was, was a great story <laughs> oh my god yes. i some of them probably very exaggerated, but they were still good stories. <laughs> they were, they were. It's always a vision I have of him just sitting on the steps at home, you know, just talking about something that happened at work or yeah, some yeah. random stories that, that we would be did, yeah. enthralled by them. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. the twins that were in... In the box. In the boxes in the... In the yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never forget that story. And now we have twins in the family. I can't imagine anyone telling stories like that. Or even when they used to be camped out and they'd be all making food together and they'd be throwing strong chilli ingredients into somebody else's. Or they'd come back on a Monday or something after the weekend and find the stew with mould all on the top. (laughs) They'd just scrape it off and heat it up. Tough old bushmen, eh? Yeah. (laughs) I wish we had had this kind of thing going on when he was around that we recorded more of what yeah, what, he, what he said. <laughs> so it would have been a big change going from being a 40-year-old bachelor with no children for him to this instant family of a wife and three kids. Uh, there probably would have been some compromises at times and probably confrontations because he said he was strict. You know, you might have been a little bit more easygoing and, you know, difference in in discipline and that sort of thing. Did you find that challenging when you first started living together? Because you'd been on your own for a little while. and Sometimes I had to get him to pull back a little bit 
Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times he'd say, oh, you're too strict, you know, take it easy. <laughs> so I think it works both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was probably trying, thinking he was doing the right thing and, yeah. you know, when you haven't had your own children, mm. it would be really hard to know what are you supposed to let what them do, what do you not let them do. do yeah. And I remember, like, yeah, he was pretty easy going. Like, you'd be at work at the TAB on a Saturday morning and he'd be there teaching us how to pick, you know, horses out of the paper. Oh, gambling. Gambling. <laughs> gave us all, well, not all, but most of our gambling. Huh? And then he'd give us the number, ring your mum to put these bets on. And yeah, it was all good fun. But yeah, I think he had a good medium most of the time. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did. And married life can be tough anyway, even when they're your own children, let alone, mm. let alone taking on yeah. an instant family. Yeah. You know, so it must have been hard for him sometimes as well. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. And then, you know, I guess we've we've got the blended family. We didn't have to really compete with any other step siblings, did we? We no, were we, we were, were just uh, we were it. <laughs> like we didn't have to compete with anybody. No, yeah, because that does happen at times mm. when both partners have yeah, their own kids and so there are a lot of mixed family dynamics these days and eventually we took on his name. Was this something that you both wanted or, you know, did we all discuss it or was it an expectation that we take no, on his I name? I don't really know how it came to be, but I know that we talked about adopting the three children. Yeah, um, right. But we weren't given permission. Right. So the next thing was to change the names and have a hyphenated name. Oh. And that was I'm all so glad you did. Well, I'm so glad too. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh and I'm, my God. That also was knocked in the head. Ah. So I don't know how it came to be, but the early school reports are still in, yeah. in your name. And the next year suddenly... They're all, in, they're all in Jones. That's bizarre. That is bizarre. And, so and I don't know if you went to school. Or <laughs> oh, I probably did. Yeah. I said, we've all changed our names, you know, like, <laughs> Mum's married now. Yeah. <laughs> because I honestly cannot remember going to the school and saying, I want to change. Yeah, because you would have that specific memory I of don't having to fill in a form. I must have done it. I'll take, I'll take blame for that one. <laughs> you know, because normally these days it'd be ten forms that you'd oh, have you have to fill out oh, and sign and witness. And, yeah, you mm. can't do that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I probably have yeah, I memories think, in the early years, maybe even year one. I two. think when I'm you, not sure, I think when you went to kindergarten, maybe it was kindergarten. You, you went as. Jones straight yeah, okay. away, yeah, but yeah. the others were both. Yeah, to me, all I remember in the schoolyard is saying that I did have two dads. One I didn't know, but the other one that was why I had that name because that was my dad, oh, that was dad. basically. Yeah. yeah, and I think we all love the name, and you know, our brother and ended up changing his legally. So mm, it must yeah. have made Dad feel really proud he that we took, really proud took that on his did. name. And yeah. he, did, he really hated being called a stepdad. Oh, which I never did. He yeah. wanted to be a dad. Yeah. And if anybody said, oh, you're yeah. the stepdad, he was their dad. Yeah. 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 And I remember talking to him one day about that and he, he said he never stopped our relationship with no, our father. He didn't. But... He always felt like he was our dad and we felt the same way about him because he was the one that brought us up, who paid for our schooling, who did everything for us. I mean, he ironed our school clothes to military precision. (laughs) Could do a pleated skirt better than any woman I I know. know. Yeah, he did. So as we got older, the dynamics changed in our relationships and we grew into quite a strong family unit. I know he was disappointed, but he was very supportive of me when I became a teenage mum. He didn't support the bride thing quite so much. (laughs) No. But he became the best pop to Josh and all the grandchildren. He did. What did you think that brought out in him when when the grandkids started to come along? Because he really quite softened, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I think, I think they sort of just became his children. Yeah, they were just 
Yeah, and because it's, he didn't miss out on the baby, baby side, side of us too. Of it, so they were his babies. Yeah, yeah. And he saw that progression of, you know, baby. The, the baby forming, yeah. the pregnant belly. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, yeah. And Josh was just his little mate. Oh, right? he was yeah, his yeah. Little mate. yeah. And changed his nappies. He just did everything. Yeah, things, things that he. Oh, that you wouldn't expect. expect him to do. Well, and some men still don't do these days. Not. You know, like, but yeah, he really took that on and babysat them and oh, you know did everything. and I just yeah. know that if anyone hurt even us but any of the kids like yeah. he would have just had them wouldn't yeah. he yeah and like, or if they hurt themselves he like would just in the be bath, when Josh was in the bath and hit his head on the yeah. tap and he went out and oh. got the hammer and he was going to smash the tap <laughs> 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 mm. oh. so your love did evolve over time from being parents to grandparents and then into retirement uh, you didn't always like the same things or go everywhere together, but what kind of things did you have in common, do you think, that kept that vitality in the relationship as such over well, the years? Well, besides the children and grandchildren, I suppose he liked cricket, which I didn't really like. We both liked to watch golf. We both we liked a bit of a gamble, which yeah. he liked to gamble. Um, you liked your footy? Yeah, and football, and I... And I think that in a marriage, either or, whether it's the man or the woman, mm. you've got to find some common ground. I didn't always follow footy, but I made myself get involved yeah. with footy to like yeah. it. And when I took up, I took up sewing, took up patchwork. You he, took it up, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he. He got involved with helping me pick colours. And he did. I was going to say that. If I made mistakes and I had to unpick, he would sit and unpick yeah. for me. And yeah, yeah, we just he'd give you ideas. He'd and give, he'd, yeah, he might have thought you had way too many boxes of material, but, but that matter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is important. That yeah, even if you don't have particular things in common, that you both grow to. I think what you've got to make yeah. make something that you both. Like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think and still important. keep your things that you individual likes that yeah. you mm, yeah. as well and come together for for the rest yeah. yeah. So dad did love his cattle work and farm work, and you eventually moved south away from the hometown. Even though this was a big move for him, really considering that he never strayed too far out no, of town. Did I he? didn't think that he would ever move away. No, no, I was quite surprised. But he really enjoyed that time being down on Brother's Farm and, yep, you know, living on the land again mm. and staring Sensing out and yeah. watching the cows grow. Yeah, he loved, <laughs> yeah. He loved that. Because that's what he sort of started off he, doing when he was really young, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Cow and all, work all and he ever really wanted to do was have a block of ground with some cows He on. did, yeah. 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 And it wasn't long after that he started to become sick. What was the, the signs and eventual diagnosis? Um, well, we couldn't get into a doctor straight away, so it was a couple of months before we actually saw a doctor. And they did the normal testing and blood testing and everything. And, uh, yeah, something came back in the blood test and they sent him for more tests. And eventually he was diagnosed with bladder cancer. And then he had quite a few operations. And, mm. yeah, he only lasted two years after we moved. Mm, it all happened quite quickly, it all really. Quite quickly, like, yeah. yeah. I know I felt lucky enough being able to, with my work and flexibility, be able to come up and sort of help out every now and then and work them up there and give you a bit of respite and watch some footy with him. And I'm really glad that I had that time with him. But was it, it would have been difficult going from just being married to then becoming the carer. Like you always cared for him and, you know, cooked his tea and did things for him, but then you become you know, more so the care and looking after him and doctor's appointments. I remember the books you used to have with oh, all no. these, you know, things in yeah. it that you had to do and tablets and when he had to take them and or did that just keep you busy, do you I think? Th yeah, I think that just helped me cope. It was one way of coping. And I was lucky to have find a really good friend and she would ring me every day, not necessarily to ask if he was okay, but was I okay? Oh, that's good. And, yeah. and she still rings me even now. Yeah. <laughs> even after nine years, she still rings yeah. every week. Yeah, and I think you both did an awesome job of looking after him, both you and Kaz. It was very hard to see him 
become so dependent. Yeah. Like when he was such a strong, yeah. vibrant man. Yeah. But he did keep his sense of humour and he was, you know, right yeah. to the end. Yeah. yeah. I can still remember him yelling when the cows got out and the bull was standing there and he'd say, you can't get them cows in there that way. And Anyway, <laughs> eventually they got in there. But, yeah, it was just funny. <laughs> you had to be there. Those memories that you have, though, they're good. Yeah. But then the love story ended and he sadly passed away and left us in 2011. Do you believe in fate and do you think he was the great love of your life or that it was just all meant to be, that you just that was your course? Uh, to a happened? certain extent, I believe in fate. I, I believe that I was probably meant to move up there and meeting mm, in, in my heart yeah, I think that's yeah. that I, that was meant to be yeah probably moving south was another thing that was meant to be because yeah. you think like he he was closer to some very good hospitals that he may not have had such good access to like do you think no that, like? that didn't really worry us I think it was just I just think we were meant to move there yeah and he had those last couple of years doing the things that things he loved that he doing. really loved doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wasn't stuck somewhere in town and just, you know, looking out into a little backyard. No. No, it was a good last couple of years for and, him, I think. Yeah, and the last the last couple of months he still was able to get out and about. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, it was only yeah. probably the last couple, couple of weeks, weeks that yeah. he yeah, and and he wasn't really difficult to look after but except for telling him to slow down. Um <laughs> He was. It was more or less. He was just sad, and you'd see him just yeah, okay. nearly cry because he didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. He knew that because he, he was only didn't young. Want to leave, leave yeah, him. that's right. And he didn't want to leave everyone behind. And no. yeah, yeah, that would be the hardest part of it, I think. To be honest, mm. Mm. knowing knowing what what is coming up, yeah, it's hard to comprehend. Yeah. Mm. And we both think that he was the best dad. Like. He really was the best dad for us, mm. wasn't he? Oh, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And a great poppy to all the grandkids. Oh, all the grandkids, yeah. yeah. And they just loved him like so much and still do and still talk about still him. Still talk about him, yeah. Keep him, keep him alive. Even the, you know, grandkids see his picture and, you know, they know that that's, you know, the great granddaddy. Yeah. <laughs> as we used to call him. Yeah. So, Mum, you could not really have asked for anything more when it came to love and the time that he gave to all of us. Were you proud of the man that he was? Yeah, I think so. I think so. We had our ups and downs, but yeah. we hung all in All relationships there. have that, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And we hung in for 35 years, almost 35 years, and I think that's... That's bloody long time. Yeah, that, that's long term <laughs> these days, isn't it, really? Yeah. So I think it's a great love story, really, because you had that that second chance, and it gives us mm. a little bit of um, hope. Fingers that, crossed. Yeah, that there are second chances. So just before we finish off, do you have any pearls of wisdom that you can give us or to our listeners on love or marriage or you know anything really? <laughs> do you, like do you love like do you think that there's love for everyone out there? Oh, I think if you keep looking, you'll probably find someone. Do we have to but lower the, our expectations, do you think? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying um, we've got high bloody needs. <laughs> no, it's it's not the needs. It's just you can't always judge a book by its cover, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yes, yeah. so I think that is good. And I, I admit that I can be quite judgy by looks at times and I've got to remember that I've gotten older and I'm not looking at 35-year-old men anymore, you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. forget, you fit, you, you don't realise you've aged and the image of the man that you like yeah. was that 35-year-old man back then. Yeah. Yeah. But you, once you get older... Men are older that you've got to, yeah. yeah and if and if they're in their 60s or 65, don't go near them, I say. <laughs> no, well, that might be the one that's waiting there for you. You don't mm. know. You, age is but a number. Yeah. That's good. another good yeah, point. Yeah, that's a good to, point. Yeah. yeah. I do tend to sort of try and look around 
attention stuff. You should and maybe I need to maybe I need to move to the other end of the country. Well, <laughs> you could get FIFO to WA. Might need a man over there. Need a man on the plane or the train or haven't met him yet. <laughs> She's been on a few trains and, and been on a lot of planes and trains. <laughs> I mean, I know that one day, hopefully. I mean, I can't be single for the rest of my life. I just, I just don't accept that. Mm. It's fine that I've been single this long. I've learned a lot about myself. I know that I can be on my own. I don't mind being on my own. So hopefully, as long as I can be in charge of the TV and everything that we do, that I will welcome, <laughs> I will welcome a man into Did my life. Just listen to um, <laughs> that is advice, Cass. That is one thing I will say. I now have. I'm now in charge of the TV remote. Exactly. You have complete control oh, over your life. Yes. Well, and you can I'm... have it as loud or as soft as you want to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I can go out front door and come in the back door if I want. I can do whatever <laughs> I want, whenever I want. Love and it. I think that's the, you know, a good thing. Yeah. Like the love story and now you're at a different phase of your life. And, you know, life's going along pretty swimmingly for you. So. At the moment it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mum, for joining us and sharing your story with us. I think it's, even yeah. though it's one that we sort of know about, it's good to get a bit more perspective on it and, yeah. And maybe give someone out there. Not just, just us. Yeah, <laughs> not just us. A little mm. bit of hope that, you know, love might just be around the corner. Watch out for men in purple shirts, people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Mum. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. So that was a great catch-up with Mum. Oh, wasn't it? I just, I love chatting with her. She's really actually, she was very nervous. Yeah, she was nervous. But she just talks so well. Maybe that's where we get it from, that we love to talk. Yeah. Yeah, she... She's she so open, yeah. you know, like, and I thought that, I mean, we do know the story, I guess, but when you sit down and we were asking her a few questions and things came up, I guess, um, after all these years, we still find out little tidbits yes, about her life. That's right. Um, we got the eye roll a couple of times with some questions and it was sort of like, oh, well, I, you didn't warn me about that one, but <laughs> she just... Yeah, flowed no. with it. Like, yeah. yeah, I thought she did really, really well. Yeah. And oh, it was lots of fun. Actually, I was really proud of her, and I'm, you know, really privileged that she sat down with us for our podcast. Oh, exactly, yeah. and shared, you know, that part of her life. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so now as the wet weather sets in, go and grab a drink and go start watching our next. Netflix edition. Yeah, so we, you found us a new show to take a look at. Yeah, um, I think we're going to have a look at The Stranger. That will be our new obsession. What's that supposed to be about? Well, I'm not 100% sure, actually. I've just saw it come up on the new releases. It's a sort of mystery, drama, psycho-thriller kind of Ooh, one. So right down our alley. So yeah. I just thought it would be, you know, like something that we would both watch together because I sort of flicked through last night while I was watching TV in bed and I went, no, that's a Joan Cash show. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. been waiting for something new to pop up. So this is awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to watch episode one and yeah, let, see what well, it's all about. Before we head off, I'll give my little quote of the day. And I want to say thanks to the Women Who Love Wine Facebook page because this was on their page and I think it's, you know, quite fitting for the current day. I'm looking for a friend with benefits, specifically someone who owns a vineyard. Oh, cheers (laughs) Cheers to that. that. Bye for now. Bye. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh.